Pastor Patrick Hines, and we are live. I just want to welcome the one person. I don't know if that one person is me or not, uh, but today I'd like to do uh, kind of just a devotion. I've been thinking about uh, this. It's a passage of scripture. Psalm 1 uh, is a very special, very important passage of God's holy word that's always been important to me. It's a text of scripture that God used uh, greatly in my life years ago. I was listening to uh, the late Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones uh, preach on it. And way back then, man, this has been, whew, how long ago was that? So it would have been like 2000 or 2001. Um, and I would go to the gym and, and put uh, his sermons on my little um, MP3 player. I had a Nomad 2C. If you don't know what that is, it's because you're too young to know. A Nomad 2C, it had 64 megabytes of space on it. And then I, I bought a, a chip to expand its memory to 128 megabytes. Oh, yes. And I could get a lot of songs and sermons and things on there. But listen to, I think it was a four-part series that Martin Lloyd-Jones did on Psalm 1. And the thing that he really emphasized so well in that sermon series was that what is said in Psalm 1 is really quite an amazing, it's quite an astounding revelation from God. And the opening word uh, in the Psalter, in the book of Psalms, is the word eshrei. Eshrei, which means happy or blessed. And Lloyd-Jones you know, is quick to, to make sure you understand this. doesn't mean that you, you know, smile and are giddy all the time. It's not happiness in the way that the world would think of happiness. You know, all your dreams have come true and that kind of thing. But rather, it's a state of, of blessedness and joy. Um, and the, the word, the English word happy, uh, is a valid gloss. In fact, it's the first entry uh, for the word eshrei. So happy is the man um, who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Now, so think about that. So happiness is possible in this world of broken dreams and betrayals and hardship and sickness and death and loss and disappointment and physical pain and emotional pain and... All of the effects of the curse that we experience and deal with and all of the trouble that we deal with in church and all the trouble we deal with in marriage, with children, happiness is possible. Happy is the man, Eshrei Haish. Happy is the man who does not halak, who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Happy is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. So the first point of the Psalms that God wanted his people to sing in Israel's hymnal, he wanted them to sing together. Happiness comes to those who refuse to walk in the counsel of the wicked. So if you want to be happy, don't listen to the wicked. Don't listen to unbelievers. Don't walk in their counsel. Don't walk in their ways. Now, commentators, I've preached on this passage before and um, learned a lot from Lloyd-Jones and just from reading commentaries about it. There's a progression in the first verse here. How blessed is the man, happy is the man, who does not walk, okay, so first he's walking in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners. So now he goes from moving somewhere to now he's just standing in the path of sinners. Now he's not moving at all. 
nor sit in the seat of scoffers or sit in the seat of the scornful of those that mock and hate God. Okay, so you go from walking to standing to sitting. So if you listen to the counsel of the wicked, if you walk in the path of sinners, if if God's enemies are your primary companions, you'll be sitting on the ground going nowhere. Sitting on the ground doing nothing. Not getting anywhere in life. So if you want to be happy, here here we go. You know, it's, a, it's Christian faith. You know, you're always telling people what they can't do. Always saying you shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. Don't, 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 don't. Then you'll be happy. But tis very true here. And there's a lot more in this psalm. It's, you know, it's only six verses long. But this opening sentence, this opening statement <clears throat> is gloriously true. If you want to be happy, do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Don't listen to the wicked. Okay, Dr. Phil cannot help you. Okay, Dr. Phil and Benjamin Spock and John Dewey and all the rest of them and all the, the pundits and social commentators uh, that are out there, uh, the talking heads on the news and everyone that has all this sage advice, if they don't know Christ, um, if they don't know Christ, don't listen to them. Do not walk in their counsel. Is this really live? Okay. Yes, it is. And uh, THSU8. Um, yeah, and there's Brian Thomas. Howdy, sir. Good to see you guys on there. So you want to be happy? Don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Okay, don't listen to them. Don't take their advice. They cannot help you. And don't stand in the path of sinners. Okay, you don't make God's enemies your primary friends and companions. You know, we know from the Proverbs that the, 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 uh, the righteous must choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. So don't stand in the path of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scor- of scoffers or the scornful. Okay, don't sit in the seat of those who talk arrogantly, who make mouths at, who, who, who mock and boast and scoff at God's people. Okay, don't sit with them, don't stand on the path of sinners, and don't walk, don't live your life according to the counsel of the wicked. If you don't do any of that stuff, you'll be happy. How happy is the man who does not listen to the wicked? Okay, great opening verse, wonderful truth. Happiness is possible and it's possible, first and foremost, if you learn right out of the gate in life, do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And do not stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Okay, so don't do those things if you want to be happy. Contrary to that, so you don't, you don't take the advice of the ungodly. You don't stand in the path of sinners. You don't sit in the seat of scoffers and mockers and God-haters. Instead... His the happy person, the happy person, but his delight is in the law of Yahweh, in the Torah, in the Torah of Yahweh. Is it but Torah, Torah, Yahweh, in the law of Yahweh. He he delights in the law of the Lord. And the thing is, with the antithesis, the the contradiction that there is between those that know Christ and follow Him and those that don't know Christ and don't follow Him. You'll delight in the law of the Lord instead of walking in the counsel of the ungodly. The righteous person, the person that knows Christ, is reconciled to God, has turned his back on uh, his sin and is in a a state of repentance, uh, has their faith resting on Christ alone for their salvation. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Okay, Meaning, I've never met a Christian that didn't care about the Bible. If you have no interest in studying the Bible, no interest in learning its content, and no interest in understanding what it teaches, what it reveals to us, no interest in understanding what God's will is for how we live our lives, well, are you really a godly person? And are, are you really one of God's children? I would say no. A person who has no delight in the law of the Lord, 
Now, that's not to say that they perfectly delight in God's law, okay? But rather that they, in their hearts, they do want to know God's word, okay? So the happy person, if you want to be happy, do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, okay? The, the characters, the cast from, the, from the, uh, the office, Dwight and Michael Scott and Angela and Kevin Malone and Oscar, they can't help you with uh, living a happy life. They can't. And their advice will destroy you and take you to hell, Okay? Uh, the cast from whatever other TV shows are, are popular now that are on Netflix or whatever flicks or whatever's all the bazillion streaming things that you can waste your life watching, uh, those folks cannot help you. They cannot teach you anything about living a happy life, a content life. So don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't stand in the path of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. But the happy person delights in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates Day and night. In his law, he meditates day and night. Such a great, um, important passage. Now, I remember I uh, did a little, uh, little excursus on Psalm 1 in a sermon recently, but I, I looked up the, uh, the term here that's translated uh, meditate, um, and it's actually the term uh, hagah. Uh, hagah, in the, uh, and this is in the cow stem, so it means actually to mutter or groan. It means to kind of like speak it, to yourself. What, what does it mean to meditate on, on something? It means to say it over and over again. It means to like, to speak it, uh, to go over it, memorize it, and then, and then rehearse it again and again and again. And I was so thankful I learned that because I always wonder, what does it mean to really meditate on something? So one of the practices that I have, uh, a lot of times in the mornings, I'll go take a walk and I'll, I'll pray for things in, in my backyard. I have, a, I have a backyard with a lot of trees in it and it's kind of nice to just walk around there. It's nice and quiet. And just pray. But if I run out of things to pray about, or I can't think of anything else to pray. I'll just recite whatever passages of scripture I can recite from memory. Uh, I'll recite portions of the Westminster Shorter Catechism from memory, portions of the Confession from memory, and just try to try to say what I can say. Because that's how you meditate. That's how you meditate on the law of God. You say it over and over again. You see if you can recite it. Can you memorize it? There's something about saying it out loud that helps it uh, penetrate more and more into your heart. And once you get used to saying it and hearing it, saying it and hearing it, it becomes part of your mental machinery and uh, part of your heart. You take it from, from your mind into your heart by, by hearing it again and again and again and, and that sort of thing. I also have apps on my phone that will read the Bible to me. I have earbuds, Bluetooth earbuds. I'll take them back there and listen to books of the Bible. Listen to, you know, listen, I've been uh, finished first Kings and um, probably a dozen chapters into Second Kings this morning when I drove around a little bit, uh, drove to the to the gym, do a little get a little exercise in, and listen to the Bible while I'm uh, working out. And it's great. You do that, and you get the you just hear God's word and get it in your mind. You you meditate on the law of God day and night, and no generation in the history of mankind has ever had the word of God more plentifully than we do in America today. And I think on this little gadget, this little device, my iPhone 12 that I, I bought, I had an iPhone 6 uh, forever until um, I was actually, I was on my way to a wedding uh, of a young a couple here. And that day, my GPS decided to stop working. It was like trying to take me off the road into a ditch or into a body of water. And I, I had to call this this young guy. I'm like, I can't find the church. My, my GPS has decided to stop working. So then I, I got an iPhone 12 which I love. I love this thing. And it works great. And all the little, little uh, Audible app and the Christian Audio app will read stuff to me. And I just love it. It's great to have, you know, the, the use technology for good. You know, don't let it, you know, rot your brain cells. Uh, use, try to use it and redeem it for, for good. So the happy person does not walk 
in the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't go to uh, ungodly, you know, transgender therapists to, to get advice on uh, life coaching. Okay, he doesn't do that. The, the happy person doesn't do that. You want to be happy? Don't listen to people like that. Don't stand in the path of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. But rather, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Another thing that's amazing, another revelation from God in Psalm 1 that is so remarkable, is that this happiness, this blessedness, is utterly and completely independent of circumstances. You can be happy and blessed regardless of what's going on. That's true only of God's people. Happy is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He delights in the law of the Lord. You can do that in the midst of the, the worst of trials, the most heartbreaking of circumstances. You can have happiness and you can have a joy. Um, you can be blessed. Don't listen to the ungodly. Don't stand in the path of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on it. Mutter it, groan it, speak it day and night. And what is this person like, the happy person? He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. They're like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Think of the fruits of the Spirit. If you meditate on the law of God, the law of God, the word of God, the scriptures of God, will have that sanctifying influence. And how do we see our sanctification played out? And the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. And those are primarily exhibited in our love for each other, in our attitude toward our fellow image bearers, especially our fellow Christians. So the person who loves the law of God doesn't listen to the ungodly, but listens to the law of God. They're like a tree planted by streams of water. They bring forth their fruit in season, their leaves don't wither, okay? And everything they do prospers because they it's established because they commit all their ways and all their actions and all their their endeavors to the Lord and submit all that they think and do and say to Christ and to the truth of his word. That's why they bear their fruit and that's why their lives sustain others by the fruit that they bear. And then it, the, the contrast is given. The ungodly are not so. Meaning what? They are not happy. They are not blessed. What they do does not prosper, at least not in, in the eyes of God it doesn't. And they are not like a tree planted by rivers of water. They don't yield fruit in their season and their leaves wither. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Now what is the chaff? What is the, the term motes that's used there, chaff refers to the useless outer husk, the useless outer husk of the wheat. So once harvest time came and you would take a bundle of wheat and you would shake it, you would sift it, uh, shake it violently, really hard, so that the heavier wheat would be separated from the chaff and the heavy wheat would fall down to the threshing floor and the chaff would just kind of blow away. It has no weight, no substance to it, and it's useless. I, years ago, read you know a bunch of commentaries on this. Chaff could, couldn't even be used as fertilizer. It was only, it was only good as tinder to start fires. <laughs> that's why uh, that's the image that's used. The wicked, the ungodly, they're nothing like. They're nothing like the happy and blessed person. Nothing. They're like the chaff which the wind drives away. They, they are 
useless, as Paul says in Romans chapter 1. They have together become unprofitable, as, as translated, or they have together become worthless, together become useless. That's what an ungodly life is. The legacy that's left behind is shame. Their name rots and is forgotten. The wicked are nothing like the godly. The wicked are nothing like the happy and the blessed who meditate on God's law day and night, who, whose leaf shall not wither, and they're like, they're like trees planted by rivers of water, and they bring forth their fruit in their season. The wicked are nothing like that. They're like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So there's the godly and there's the ungodly. There's the happy and the blessed and there's the cursed. There's the fruit-bearing tree and then there's the heap of chaff. One thing about Psalm 1 that's always struck me as well is how striking the contrast is between believers and unbelievers in scripture. It's not like, well, maybe they're I'm not real sure if this person's a believer. One's described as a fruit-bearing tree. Everything they do prospers, and the other is described as a worthless heap of chaff. I mean, if you saw that, you wouldn't think, well, I'm not really sure, is that is that a fruit-bearing tree, or is, is that a worthless heap of chaff? It's very clear, plain, and obvious, isn't it? If you see the illustrations. That's the thing about this that is, is very striking. The, the contrast between the wicked and the righteous, the contrast between the ungodly and the godly, between the happy and blessed and the unhappy and cursed, couldn't be more striking. One's a fruit-bearing tree, the other is a worthless heap of chaff. It says, therefore, since the, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away, they're not good for anything, because they do walk in the counsel of the ungodly and stand in the path of sinners and sit in the seat of scoffers and scornful and God-haters. They will not stand in the judgment. You see, both categories, the godly and the ungodly, the happy and blessed and the unhappy and the cursed, will stand before God, but the wicked will not stand in the ultimate sense in the judgment, and they will not stand in the assembly of the righteous or the congregation of the righteous. They will not stand there because they'll be condemned for their ungodliness, which they wanted, and they took delight in it too. In Psalm 1, verse 6, For Yahweh knows the way of the righteous. He, he knows the, the way of of the righteous. There's that term, Yabah. Um, God knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. God, God knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. You know that your life, your life is on a certain, um, derek is the term that's used there. Derek in uh, Hebrew means way, road, distance, journey, manner, conduct, that's what it means. God knows the conduct of the righteous, but the conduct of the wicked shall perish. The way, the road of the righteous, but the road of the wicked will, will perish. God knows what we're doing. The journey of the righteous, he knows that journey, but He does. But the, the journey of the wicked will perish. Everyone's on a path. It's, it's a biblical term. You know, we're on the highway of holiness, it says in the, in the prophets. The, the way, the path of the righteous, you know, we're told in the Psalms and the Proverbs to ponder the path of our feet. What path are you on? Where, where are you going? Everybody's going somewhere. Everyone's headed somewhere. Some, that path is known by Yahweh because he's the one that put them on it. 
And it's the path to the celestial city. That's why the whole book, The Pilgrim's Progress, is about walking on the path, walking the path that God has set forth and entering into the path by the right way and the right gate. And there's people that try to get in by climbing over walls and everything else. God knows the path, the way, the road, the journey, the conduct, the manner of the righteous, but he doesn't know the, the way of the wicked will perish. The way, the road, journey, conduct, manner of the wicked will perish, will die, will end in destruction. And so, Psalm 1, happiness is possible. You want to be happy? I mean, everybody wants to be happy, don't they? Everybody should want to be happy. Here's the thing. Happiness, happiness and blessedness, which is what everybody wants, Happiness and blessedness can never be found by searching for happiness and blessedness. Those who spend their time trying to find a way to become happy will never be, be happy. Those who spend all their time and energy searching for how to be blessed will never be blessed. Happiness and blessedness are the byproduct of knowing Christ. You want to be happy and blessed? You got to know Christ. You have to know the Lord and be known by him. Yahweh knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Happiness, joy, a life that's blessed is circumstance independent, according to Psalm 1. It's not how blessed and how happy is the man who really has a warm and sweet and wonderful marriage. Now, is it a blessing to have a warm, sweet, wonderful marriage? Of course. Happy is the man who prospers in his business. Well, that's certainly a, a blessed thing, but it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It simply says a person's happy and blessed if they don't listen to the counsel of the wicked. And don't stand in the path of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. But instead, listen to Yahweh in his law, in his word. That's how you are happy and blessed. So it's an astounding revelation. You can be happy. You can be blessed independent of circumstances by simply Meditating in the law of the Lord day and night. Reading it constantly. Taking his truths into your heart. If you do that, you'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water. Brings forth its fruit in its season. His leaves, leaves shall not wither. And everything he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not like that. They're like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous... For Yahweh knows the path, the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. There, there is a way of living your life that is known by the happy and by the blessed. And it's following Christ and following the law of the Lord. It is resting upon Christ alone for one's whole salvation and justification before God, which is given to us at that very instant that we repent and believe the gospel. And that, that verdict can never be changed once we're united to Christ. And then there's the life that you live. The Christian life is a struggle against sin. Uh, our faithfulness or lack thereof in that, in that fight against sin uh, has no bearing whatsoever, none at all, on our salvation. Because that's given to us by Christ alone, through faith in him alone. Uh, granted in that moment of time that we're united to him. But there's a way of the righteous and there's a way of the wicked. And those that know Christ will walk in that way and they are known by Yahweh. But the way of the wicked perishes. The way of the wicked perishes, as do all who walk on that way. And so what you see in Psalm 1 
is really kind of a, a, a snapshot of all of history and everything. Everything. You have man in this world, he's a sinner. You want to be happy? You want to be blessed? Don't listen. Do not listen to the advice, the counsel of unbelievers. Do not stand in their path and do not sit with scoffers. But instead, delight yourself in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. His leaves shall not wither and everything he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. They're not like that, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Remarkable stuff. (laughs) Happiness and blessedness are possible. It's a divine revelation from God. It's an astounding thing in this world of sorrows and tears and hardship and bodies falling apart and eyes not working anymore and heartache from disappointment, from bereavement, from loss, from sickness, from church issues, you can still be blessed and still be happy. How? His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He throws aside the counsel of the ungodly. He throws aside the advice of the wicked. And he takes the advice of God and focuses on him and his word. Well, I've got a bunch of stuff I still got to get done. I just wanted to share that with you on my live program today. And uh, thank you all for watching or for listening. This is Pastor Patrick Hines of Bridwell Heights Presbyterian Church in Kingsport, Tennessee. You can visit us on the web at bridwellheightschurch.com where all the sermons and podcasts are put into our sermon audio feed, which is accessible in iTunes as well as the podcast app. You are welcome to join us any Sunday morning for Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. and then worship for everyone at 11 a.m. If you ever have any questions about the Christian faith or the Bible, you can email me at pastor at bridwellheightschurch.org. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.